It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Turn us off right now if you want to hear the official Raiders pregame shows rolled out there on Comp 92.3 and also uh, another one of our sister stations, r 920 Devon is here. It's Cofield. When I did a search for a Travis Kelsey injury update, uh, I think this is Google. It was like seven stories down. God almighty, Swift. God almighty. This is crazy. And again, I'm not hating on it because I think it expands our horizons, right? It's not all football, 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 football. Um, Let's see. First couple of stories. Taylor Swift misses Chiefs-Vikings game. Taylor Swift skips Travis Kelsey game against the Vikings. Uh, At SheKnows.com, an insider shared updates on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's romance. Further down, Travis Kelsey details the one food he eats before every NFL game. Delish. Travis Kelsey just ranked his top three fast food burgers. Did he? Oh, my God. People. Jason. Oh, Jason Kelsey. Okay. So, So Travis Kelsey injury still doesn't come up. Ahead of it is Jason Kelsey's daughter makes first appearance at NFL game and family photos. And then finally, story number eight, Chiefs get tough update on Travis Kelsey's injury. Now, that was from Yard Barker. So is there actually an update on his injury in the story? Not really. He left the game yesterday. He came back and scored a touchdown. He was a DNP in practice today. That says nothing. Only thing I care about is his heart. And how's this relationship going? Are you like, wait, hold on. Let me, can you, you kept talking, but I want to hear the best fast food burgers. Sounds interesting. Maybe I'll do Was that later. Was it on later. the podcast? I, I, mean... I will leave it up on the list of stories here. Right now, though, it's time for the big four. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the big four at four. Number four. Rivalry week. Rivalry week, right? Battle for the Fremont Cannon. And right now, boy, Nevada is in search of a win, and Ken Wilson is desperate for a victory. Feels like the shoe has been on the other foot uh, many years prior. Because remember, right now, UNLV football, even though they've had some some down years and two coaches got fired, they've actually won three of five in the battle for the Cannon. Um, I don't expect... Because right now you've got a, a program that feels good about itself, riding high. The other program is really struggling with winless Nevada at, what, 15 straight games they've lost. I do not expect basketball to have this feeling because I think I think both teams are going to achieve at a pretty high level. I was over at UNLV practice today, and they're you know three weeks into the official practices. They've got a couple of questions with the roster. We'll get to those in a second, but... Uh, uh, Mike Gramala from the Las Vegas Sun. Make sure you read his excellent coverage. You can go through his Twitter account at Mike Gramala. Uh, Mike started out this part of the conversation just asking Kevin Kruger about where he feels his team is right now as they uh, enter a third week of official practice. I think we're in a good spot um, being, you know, beginning of middle of October. Uh, we've been able to put in a lot of things and cover a lot of things just to put it on their minds that um, sometimes it's taken a little off, a little bit longer. So, but I, you know, attribute that a lot to the experience and to the, the leadership that we have and, and guys just you know, eager to figure it out and eager to, to, to problem solve and, 
So I think that's going to allow us to, to be able to have some really good competitive practices less than two weeks away from our first scrimmage. Stylistically, anything that you anything that's going to be tweaked from last year, or do you expect your offense, defense, mostly look the same, different personnel? What do you believe in? No, I mean, we, yeah, we always try to fit the best uh, that we can to the personnel. So um, I think we can be, uh, we can have a lot more options and balance on the offensive side um, just in terms of the way we play whether it be ball screens, isos, post play. Uh, I think we have a lot more uh, again with guys that have the experience they have I just think we have some op opportunities there to maybe be a little more balanced than we were last year and then defensively kind of a little bit of the same I think we've got um, some room to do some things that can maybe make us harder to prepare for and uh, largely just because of the experience that some of these guys have practices that are more offense oriented or defense oriented um usually yeah usually at this point they're gonna be more defensive oriented i think just uh so we're able to kind of develop that base uh just so when things aren't going great hopefully that can kind of be our our go-to you know our comfort zone we can be on the defensive end and we can kind of stick to some principles and, and an understanding uh, on the floor from all five guys out there um but even even that being said we've definitely been a little more offensive uh, minded than in years past. Do you go back to trying to switch man throughout? Are you going to mix it more this year? I mean, not to give away the scout, but no, no, it's not. Yeah, but we're definitely going to mix it up more. We've uh, uh, like uh, when Mike asked about where we're at. I think you know we have an opportunity now to put in a little bit of a zone, uh, kind of mess with teams, maybe be able to do that after some timeouts or, or free throws, and and uh, you know that's that's a good feeling to have at this point. That if we can start kind of getting into those earlier, uh, kind of earlier, the better. So what I get out of that conversation, right, they're going to mix up defenses a little bit more. The switching on every uh, screen worked well last year. Uh, conference opponents, combination of conference opponents scouted it well, right? They made adjustments, and then the roster got depleted because they had a really key injury uh, to one of their best defenders. Um, so that whole defense thing will build on that. But the biggest thing I got out of – Actually, the last conversation, last two conversations we have with Kevin Kruger is the install of what they're trying to do is easier this year because they have more returning players and the players who are coming in are very much of a veteran status like the Boone Twins and Jalen Hill that it's making everything easier. The other thing to remember, Damon, is they entered last year with three new assistant coaches. And Kruger mentioned the other day, he's like, you know, that was a really fast turnaround for three new assistant coaches to learn the program and also learn the players because those three guys didn't recruit any of those players. So they're in a little bit of a different position this year where they've got a lot more returning. And you may not be blown away by, you know, Jackie Johnson's back. But consistency is a big thing. And I think Jackie is going to have his moments, and he had a great moment last year against Nevada. Um, Shane Noel, by the way, I'll play that conversation later in the week. Great conversation with him. Like, absolutely. I don't mean to be condescending when I say this. I, I, I When I talk to the players uh, or the media talks to the players, I like to watch the way the guys present themselves, right? And there's body language. There's a way of speaking. Are they speaking clearly? Are they speaking loudly? Are they speaking confidently? Um, do they show a little bit of a respect for the conversation and the process, because there were a couple of players last year who had some attitude issues, and maybe one has gone to Iowa State, where you're like, what are you doing? Uh, you're speaking to other adults. Let's go. And the return of a guy like Shane Noel and Jackie Johnson and some other veterans, like Webb, as they call them, I think is a really big deal. So now you've got a group that has been together 
and brings a core back while also adding some really talented players. Number three. Jamal's like, let's move on. DJ did call me sir, so I can attest to that. These are some good kids. They he got did? There. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, he's, he's, he's that played here. <laughs> that played at you. By the way, I want to mention Kevin Kruger radio show, uh, show starts on November 7th. It'll be at Parkway Tavern in the district by Green Valley Ranch. And then the openers the next day on November 8th. Basketball is a lot closer than you think. Was Tyreek Hill penalized yesterday for jumping to the stands to try to give his mom a football off a touchdown he scored? Is this real? I don't think so. That was the main game for me yesterday, too, and I didn't see a flag. Uh, no, Maybe he got I flagged. He got flagged. What? Now, he, he's been flagged in the past for doing the peace sign. Now, he did give the peace sign. When he went over and asked the referee why he got a flag, the referee said, because you jumped in the stands. Wait, when was that? When is this a rules violation? And, by the way, did you notice what happened when he put the football in the stands? Yeah, guy took it from his hag- mom. There was a little bit of haggling going on. Yeah, he, he meant it. He was telling everybody, get out of the way, get out of the way. And as soon as they moved for a little bit, but as soon as he threw it into the crowd, a guy snatched it, and then his mom comes over, and everybody's like, "Give him, give him, give her that ball! That's his mother!" And then the guy gave his mom. He the was ball. that guy was an absolute jerk because I could see what he was doing because Tyreek Hill trying to push him to the side, and the guy's like, "No, give me the football! Give me the football!" And the guy's like, "Oh, okay, I'll back off." As soon as the football came near him, he's like, Ugh! "Grabs it!" And I, he would have gotten, he would have gotten slaughtered probably by Tyreek Hill's mom. Um, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You ready? Okay. Stepping on hallowed territory here because we all have moms. Tyreek Hill's mom said at the game she wanted a football. So Tyreek Hill said back, I was like, Mama, I'm going to get fined. She said, I don't care. I just need to be part of it today. Make it about Mama. Is Tyreek Hill's mom selfish as you know what? He just told you he's going to get fined. What do you mean make it all about you? One, he can afford the fine. Okay. Two, the way that offense is putting up numbers, he knew that he was going to score. So, I mean, come on. Come on, buddy. Uh, maybe Tua can pay the fine. It's kind of making him look pretty good. Well, if Tua came out and paid the fine? No, 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 I'm saying Tua could pay the fine for this. If he does get a fine for putting the ball in the stands or for the penalty, I don't think he'll get fined for the penalty. But as Tyreek Hill said, he might get fined if he gives away the ball. So I think Tua should probably step up and go, dude, I gotcha. I'm throwing you freaking seven-yard and six-yard passes to the flat, and you're going 60 yards? Thank you. Because no one cares about family more than Tua. I got this, Oos. Okay. Well, I'm glad you didn't say, yeah, his mom is a jerk. No, I would I never. You, I thought you might go there. I was kind of hoping you would go there. No, you go there. <laughs> Number two. All right, I had talked earlier in the show about the Raiders still having a lot of hope in the organization to make this into a good season, and they have an opportunity here with three games in a row. You got the Packers in town tonight. You got Patriots up next. Oof, they're awful. And then at the Bears, and who knows where the Bears will be at that point. They're very inconsistent. Uh, Certainly looking better of late, but can't hold the lead. What do we think about Diana Rossini's report that the Raiders are trying to get a defensive end pass rusher could be any kind of pass rusher to add to the mix. And then she followed it up by saying they want to trade a player for a player. I wonder who they would like to move. I don't know who is this there a player candidate. Is there a candidate you'd like to see them move on defense? I don't want to see them move any players, but is we there, just saw that Randy Gregory got traded for oh my God. a seventh. If, if Randy, and you know what the Niners right now with as well as things are going, 
Watch Randy Gregory put up like seven, eight sacks the rest of the way. I said the same thing as Danny, you know, for producer for the press boxes. We're in our little producer's corner. I said, he's going to finish at least with five sacks. He said he doesn't have any this year. I said, yeah, the rest of the way with right. the Niners, he's going to finish with at least five sacks. What could happen when you have an awesome player across the way from you, right? Like Nick Bosa. I don't mm-hmm. mean across on the offense. I mean on the other side of the line, right? Well, How many guys have looked awesome around Aaron Donald and then gone elsewhere and you're like, eh, okay. I guess Donald had a big part of that. And, and and just like the Niners, what do the Raiders have on one end of the defensive line? They've got Bosa. Raiders have Max Crosby. Now that said, could this be another case where the Raiders examine it and are like, we just had Chandler Jones and Randy Gregory's had some behavioral issues in the past. What are you going to do? I mean, just, just everybody who's got, who's got a past. Yeah. Chandler Jones, that's the past. We can't let that dictate future guys that we bring into this building. Yada, yada, yada. Coach speak. Number one. Are you afraid of Jordan Love putting up a ton of yardage and some touchdowns against a defensive line that can't create pressure beyond Max Crosby and a defensive backfield that has had a lot of trouble taking the ball away from the other team? Right now you have a good lead. The resurgent Justin Fields has got you – in pretty comfy position, but these things change quickly. His PFF rating, I think, is now six points ahead of one Jordan Love. You have this bet. Love against Justin Fields. Fields is your guy. Steve, you tried to talk me out of my time there, but the answer is going to be the same. <laughs> no, I'm not worried about Jordan Love. Yes, Hold we- it there. DeMond's got a lot more on the other side. That we, that, come on, man. There's a method to the madness. It's just not me talking and talking and talking. I set it up. DeMond's got a strong take. Are you better? He's got time to think about it. On the way back here in Cofield and Company. It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Five fifteen kickoff for Monday Night Football. We will not have the game here on ESPN Las Vegas tonight. It is uh, the local property of us here at Lotus Broadcasting. So the game will be on Comp 92.3. Right now, the uh, pregame with JT the Brick and Eric Allen is running on both r 920 and the wonderful signal on 92.3. Man, we just lost so many listeners right there, Steve. We are team players. We're doing other good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, just because we're not Raider Central here all the time. That's the whole point. We give you a lot of variety. Uh, right now, VGK Insider Show is on our sister station, 1340 and 98.9 FM, with the opener tomorrow and the banner raising, which will be, I'm sure, very loud. And it's funny, uh, Darren Millard walked in earlier interrupting you while you were on the air, which is because they needed a share, which whatever. Um, he said last year that before they won the cup that he might cry when they won the cup. So I wonder if all his crying is done or he will cry with the banner being raised. Did you see the party that they had last night? What party? Were they, you know, usually, hey, you get your rings at, before the game, before the opener, while the banners drop. Last night they sort of just had a party out in Vegas and they had Elvis impersonators there as you have to do when you're in Vegas. But the teams got their rings at a party. And I don't know how much it costs to attend said party or what's the rings. public. Yeah, but the rings looked very nice. I, I thought about it and I said, maybe more teams should do that. We're just going to, not before the game, you know. It's Vegas. Yeah. We're just going to have a party, and that's when everybody's going to get the rings. Maybe more teams do it, and we just haven't heard about it. 
Maybe they have a ring unveiling party. I bet you it's more prevalent than you think. And only we only get to see the the formal thing. That is very but true. Re- but they really they they go crazy behind the scenes because this is the only sports or the VGK Golden Knights are the only organization that I follow that has had <laughs> yeah. the opportunity to win a championship. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say the only time you've paid attention to a hockey team celebrating a championship. Oh, n- well, that too. But when it comes to I follow the Titans, I follow the Grizzlies. I haven't really had any opportunity. What's what's the ring procedural going to be like with those guys? So. I'm going to put you to the test. You were getting uh, shorted on your Raiders take. Do you have any idea what we were speaking of before the break? Yes, you were setting me up. Do I have any faith that the Raiders are going to be able to contain Jordan Love? Good job. Because of the bet that I have. And you talked me and talked me, talked me right until we were up against it. I squeezed you. Yeah, you tried to squeeze me. But I've... I know this has kind of been, if you've been listening since the the 2 o'clock hour, we've kind of been bagging on the Raiders a little bit. You know, hey, you know what? I, the thing is, I really wasn't. But it, it just—I really wasn't. And then we brought in R.J. Clifford from the Autumn Windbags. Like Golik wasn't too high on him either. Now he did nix that question about which team, if they win tonight, could go on to win ten games. And he's like, eh, "It's not the Raiders." Yes. Like, All right. Thanks, Mike. But he does Thanks love bringing the showdown. <laughs> but he does love Vegas. Uh, he does love Vegas, and I'm very high on that. The fact that he said he admitted he came, as soon as he got into town, he went right to the tables, and and he apparently has a date at the tables, not that kind of date, but uh, he's going to be playing right after the game. At some up, point, up a hundred, up a couple hundred dollars. His words, not ours. So yeah, good for him. But with the Raiders, all that being said, this is the biggest but there is. I think they're able to contain Jordan Love tonight. If they lose this game, which they, they could lose this game, it's not going to be because Jordan Love goes out there and slices apart this defense and he looks like a quarterback we haven't seen before. That's that's my that's what I'm giving you when it comes to me and the bet with JVT. Where do you watch the game tonight? Ooh, the way I asked you earlier if you're going to the Lakers game, but you said no. To be honest, I thought we were on, until you sent me the actual time. I thought we were on from three to six today. Because I was like, ah, we don't cover the game, so why do we need to get off early for them? That has been the story in the past, but we had a a change in policy, I guess. Yeah, I was going to go to the Laker game. My buddy signed a contract with the Lakers. I'm kidding. He's doing what he's doing, like the PR for him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But all, cool. all, all two these past two weeks, he's just ah. been going with the people. I signed a contract for the Lakers. Like, tell him, <laughs> Demon, because he showed me the contract that he had to sign to be like one of the um, PR guys for the day or whatever. That whatever he's doing for them, the media relations type guys. But it's I signed a contract with the Lakers. I'm like, enough of you. I was going to go just to see him and clap it up for him. Pass out those stats. Come on, let's go. Stand next to LeBron and I'll get a picture and you can post it. This uh, Lakers exhibition game used to be an isolated beacon of hope in the desert that we could be part of professional sports for the longest time. And now it's going head-to-head with a Monday night football game and surrounded by the Stanley Cup banner unveiling in the same building the next day and then the aces are going for a second straight world championship in the wnba and that's all happening monday through wednesday here steve i say we go to that laker game we go down to t-mobile if we i think we should be able to walk in fifty dollars i don't know who i'm giving my fifty dollars to but with so much going on in town come on guys be realistic it's preseason is it bad that one of my primary concerns tonight is watching the Raiders but also finishing up the Halloween decorations why didn't you oh you couldn't have done it yesterday I did some yesterday 
the the problem yesterday was uh, the Cofield compound, which it's not. Uh, the front yard was a mess. It needed to be blown out, so I, I spent a couple hours cleaning it up yesterday. I'm like, I got to clean it up a little bit. It still needs a lot of cleaning, but I'm like, come on now. If we're going to put a bunch of stuff, a couple inflatables. I, you know, it's funny. I thought I had stockpiled all year with uh, new Halloween stuff, but I think I'm missing one of in, in my 53 bins that I have of secondhand stuff and old junk. I think I'm missing some Halloween goodies. I did buy candy over the weekend, though. We're getting ready. We have candy out front, too, if anybody wants to just drop by our lobby for any odd reason. <laughs> Is that right? Yes, I had to stop myself. I was like, Damon, it's the first day with the candy out. Don't just stand up here and eat all of the candy today. <laughs> Your opinion of the candy. Do they go get good candy, or is this 99-cent store candy? Which, by the way, wonderful people at the 99-cent store, because there was a case a couple of years ago where we ran out of candy, like only 60%, uh, 60% through with the night, and it was like, where do we go? This is, I hate this term because every brand has a name, but this is name brand candy. These are the big boys. It's important. Yeah, they're not full bars. Don't get crazy. Oh, not the big boys in that. We're but going the big out of names. business. I would actually walk up there and be like, "Get, go, take those back." They're the. We sweet- have a remote tech that needs an extra shift. The sweet tarts. They also come in. They make these ropes. Apparently, hmm. that is delicious. I ate that, and, and I had to. I had to contain myself to stay away because I wanted to just rummage around and see if I could find another one. As we often do on Cofield and Company, we'll go on a tangent. And as I'm enjoying the conversation about Halloween candy and decorations and going to the Lakers game, I'm basically just pushing off the topic of the moment because I know where I'm going to go with this, and I've just gotten really, really mean. I watched my favorite NFL team, the Jets, yesterday, and while I was concerned with what the Jets did and Zach Wilson was driving me crazy with some of his really boobish mistakes, what? the F is going on with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. How have they both gotten so old so quickly? I'm going to say something that's going to surprise you, Steve. Russell Wilson isn't the problem. He's not good. He's not an all-pro. But he is not the problem. I think it's more to do with the coaching and putting him in situations to win. I think you're right. I think Russell Wilson can still play. He is judged, though, by the fact that he's making $45 million a year. I mean, is he still, say, a mid-level quarterback in the National Football League? Yes. He actually ran the ball really well yesterday. But I I forget who I saw hammering Peyton's game plan. But the Jets were beat up at defensive back. And I can't remember what point of the game where Sauce Gardner got knocked around a little bit. But the Jets were a little weaker on the back end. And the Broncos played dink and dunk and threw a lot of passes behind the line of scrimmage. I don't know what's happening with Sean Payton. And I'm trying to stay calm and not just rip him. I want to understand what's happened here. Because this notion that, and we've been throwing it out there, that he's he's, he's, a, he's a guy who won for a good time in an era because of his quarterback. And he's not a great coach. And never was a great coach. I don't want to. I don't want to believe that. But there was some stuff yesterday. The play calling, the sloppiness, penalties, disorganization. Remember, and oh, believe me, Twitter folks on Twitter had a grand old time putting out Sean Payton's quote from August about 
how disorganized and amateurish Nate Hackett was, bro, to this point, you're not much better. The turnovers are unbelievable. If I'm on that defense, I mean, they did play Ben, don't break, but when they needed to, they got breaks from Zach Wilson, but they held the Jets to field goal after field goal after field goal. And Broncos, they never got anything going. And they got mocked on heavily. I think uh, the Jets retweeted something and it said, like, losing to the offseason champs. It was, lo- yeah. No, beating the offseason champs. Because who, who was it? Was it Kevin James in a Bron- was, was Kevin James in a movie where he's a yes. Broncos coach? Yes. There was a big. Yeah, something about the offseason champs. And I'm like, you know what? A lot of people love the Broncos before the season, and they look freaking dreadful. Kevin James didn't play Sean Payton. It was a movie about the year oh. that he took off when he was just coaching his son's uh, high school I, or middle school team. Someone put a Broncos hat on him. That's what it was. I got thrown yeah. off. So, you know, I don't know who's going to play you in your life story, but That's, Kevin James, Sean Payton. I mean, solid candidate. Big fella. <laughs> Actually, he trains MMA. I don't train anything. He's having a resurgence of these past couple of weeks, too. Why? Have you not yeah, seen what Kevin James mean? Mean? What, is, what is that mean where he's, looking, he's like, with his hands in his pocket, he's like, yeah. Just some promo pictures from King of Queens. Is that right? But people have just, you know what? I love it. Yeah. What people latch onto on social media is beyond me. Because who would have thought? Because it's just Kevin James from promo pictures of King of Queens. And people are like, you know what? This is funny. My God. Let's put him in a situation. I mean, they're just getting hammered in their own market. They gave up for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Three first-round picks, three second-round picks, one-fifth. $240 $240 million, 165 guaranteed for Wilson, a five-year $100 million deal for Sean Payton. They're one in four, and they're a bad one in four. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Oh. We were talking about the Broncos and how bad they've been, and the Raiders with a loss tonight can actually drop back into a tie with the Broncos. Like, I don't feel the Raiders' situation is is as depressing as the Broncos. Like, the Raiders kind of have it set up now where they could clear the deck on with the quarterback, right, and then start fresh going somewhere. Um, I know there's some relief coming up, I think, after next year with Russell Wilson, but that thing feels terrible. Peyton just seems completely lost at times. The team's not prepared. They're undisciplined. If you didn't see it yesterday, they lost to the Jets, and Zach Wilson still cannot. You know, his accuracy yesterday by the numbers was good, but I'm telling you, some of the passes he missed on, and he threw an interception late on a pass that clearly had to go outside to the sideline, and he throws it inside and gets intercepted. He also let the clock run out, which was bad coaching too, but Zach Wilson was lost. With like 14 seconds left, they they throw inbounds, which you shouldn't do, not close enough to the sideline, and then they try to you know run the ball over to get a field goal. I thought that was going to be the margin at the end, so he let the freaking clock run out. They lost to that guy. Now, the Jets' defense up front was freaking awesome. Their defensive line is great. But still, they lost to that team. And then the other thing that's crazy is the Broncos and Vic Fangio is awesome. The Broncos were really good on defense last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you see certain – I thought about it with Tyreek Hill. When you see Tyreek Hill lighting up another NFL team, 
that badly. You're like, how can the gap be that big between Tyreek Hill and other professional players? And there were times with Brees Hall, you're like, this looks like Iowa State Brees Hall. What is going on with the Broncos' defense? And I, I'm going to go back to it a week ago. I really believe that – I'm not saying he's lost the team. I don't know how motivated at times this team is to play balls out for Sean Payton. And remember, when he got on Nate Hackett in the offseason and he was criticizing how bad the team looked last year, he was also criticizing the players, which I thought – or I, I believe that he thought, hey, you know what? It's me. I've got equity, so these guys can take me ripping them. I think they're seeing certain things during the week of prep and then during the game when things go south where they're like, you know what? Screw it. I saw uh, Orlando Franklin, who played for the Broncos, was doing radio for a while with the fan in Denver. He said uh, Cortland Sutton literally was just jogging out there on that last third down. Get him off the field. 89 and 19 need to play more snaps. I don't care how much he makes. And we saw the same thing last week with Rod Smith, a former Bronco. And Philip Lindsley, who's a new radio personality in town, a former Bronco. When you got former players openly smashing you on social media, I mean, that means they're, they, what they're watching is so disturbing, so annoying, that they're like, I can't contain myself. As a former player, I cannot hold back. Just killing them. It's bad. I was going to say, this defense is historically bad. Where the defense through five weeks, the worst by DVO, DVOA metrics. Look at you, the analytics. Here but, we go. Come on. And here's a counting stat that we can all agree on. Yeah. They're also 32 out of 32 because they're allowing the most points in the league. And I know that it's going to be, hey, well, they did give up 70 points, but they are allowing 36 points a game. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who you are. There's no way you can win. Zach Wilson, and I know it wasn't all him because the Jets benefited at the end from a Russell Wilson fumble. The Zach Wilson Jets just put up 31. Uh, And the rest of the way, the Jets are going to be probably about a 16 to 18 point per game team. The Bears, when Justin Fields could not have been more down in the dumps and people down, down about Justin Fields, the Bears freaking lit them up. They're terrible. I know we're beating the dead horse here. This, 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 this is the most shocking. People can say, like, oh, I knew Russell Wilson stunk, and we saw it last year. No one expected the Broncos to be this bad, and then at times just saying, you know what, Sean Payton, nah, I don't feel like it right now. I don't feel like it. It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Gaming. On ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, Monday Night Football on the way. Raiders at home against the Packers. Hopefully uh, Green Bay fans aren't going to overtake the stadium. Be a good atmosphere no matter what. Uh, the game is on Comp 92.3. Pre-game's on right now. Raider Nation Radio 920 as well. JT The Brick and Eric Allen. I'm looking at the NFL lines for the week coming up. And by the way, this game... As we're about uh, 20 minutes away from kickoff, Raiders are sitting at minus one. The total is 45, and the uh, cash and ticket split is pretty even. Uh, what, 60-40 cash, 60-40 tickets on the side of the Packers. What? Yeah. What's the problem? 
pretty good balance. It's not like 95% in one direction. That means that the public is betting more of their money on the Packers, right? Did I hear that right? Not necessarily. Okay. I mean, it might be, but the source I'm looking at might only be one book, so every book could be a little bit different. Okay. Um, I do want to announce that uh, we do have that Jordan Love, Justin Fields bet going with you and JVT. Um, I did get a chicken Monterey something taquito from 7-Eleven. I got a big gulp, which I think can be included in the bet. Uh, our bet was Steelers, Raiders. Basically, it came down to about like 40 bucks worth of uh, taquitos versus you were going to get the take and bake pizza, which I saw them at 7-Eleven today, and I was I actually was going to grab one for you, but I didn't. So maybe Dude, I'll... you've got to put it in for me. It's got to be like one of those push-up bets, just on command. Just send me the text. Run to 7-Eleven. I'll do it. If I just bring you, what if they're waiting and they're cold? What if it's a day that you say, hey, I'm actually at Battleborn today? If I just get you You don't taquitos? have to bring them. That's absurd. The bet was you get it. Like, doesn't mean, like, I had to be served. Because it could be, like, it could be the equivalent <laughs> of, uh, what are we talking about here? I think they're two for 250, the taquitos, which yeah. I love saying that way. Um, I mean, we're going to, I'm going to call you up 16 times to get me freaking two taquitos. Or actually, I, I will admit today yes. I cheated. I got that buffalo roller thing. Ooh, the buffalo chicken roller, yeah. Yeah, which is um, it's quite the delicacy. I, that good. that is one of those things when I eat it, I'm like, this is going to lead to the heart attack. It just feels like just, just gloppy and gloopy and just heart stopping. For those that don't know, just it's cholesterol-y. like It's like a chicken roll that's breaded. Yep. With you know a buffalo style breading it's it's lovely i don't know how they do it i don't know how they do it and uh um there are times when it's so hot that i actually i i'll grab once i put it in the little bag i'll grab it with my hand a couple times just to see what sort of how heat resistant my hands are now (laughs) i have no feeling left in my hands i was out if you're a superhero i was out yeah that's my that's my strength i was out yesterday and uh i was like digging around rocks and stuff and i'm like man he's because i really i don't do manual labor pretty soft today but yeah I'll, I'll get in there i'll get in the muck so touching one of those those hot those buffalo roller things is like yeah do you wish you had more callus on your hands no oh no not at all i um i shook hands with the uh, the, uh, the runner rebels are very nice the players and the coaches they'll all they all because they have they have people who come in and watch practice um and they'll come over and they'll, they'll shake hands and uh, there were a couple of big guys where i was like hey your hands kind of rough dude and I say it to him, but I, I made a mental note. I'm like, fist next time. Like, they're working. They're working. No, these are these have barely been manual labor. There's no calluses at all. Actually, the only time I get calluses, I do nothing and I get calluses because they're, they're just so so gentle. All right, this is getting creepy. Are we on the air? Yep. Yeah, just please make it some sort of transition sound. All right, anyway. Um I do have that magic touch, though, when it comes to the NFL. I, I tracked our picks last Friday, and I did go 13-3 uh, and three against the spread. Did you really? No, nah, I'm making it up. Okay. Uh, so let's see if we can throw out some initial reactions to – boy, that got weird for like two minutes. I don't know what I was trying to say. Just I don't do manual labor, and uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Ravens and Titans. I am not feeling good about the Ravens in any game anymore. That Steelers game – 
that was a nightmare to watch. I mean, a lot like Denver and the Jets. It was like three, two, five, eight, five, ten, eight. Like it wasn't Lamar's fault. Uh, he actually scored really well on PFF, um, but he also threw a couple of really bad passes down the stretch. That interception, totally his fault. But they should have been blowing the Steelers out in mm-hmm. that game. Ravens are three at the Titans. Falcons are two and a half against the Commanders. I don't have a good read on either one of those teams right now. I might take the Commanders on that. Vikings-Bears. Vikings at Bears is two and a half. I mean, I know we can keep saying this, like, season's on the line for the Vikings. Got to get it done. Can't drop the one and five. This one fascinates me. Is... Well, I'm going to use a nickname because he does. He his eyes are kind of. Um, is Sleepy Joe back? Oh my god, Joe Burrow. Why don't you call him Joe Cool or something? He's Sleepy. Is Sleepy Joe back? I mean, it was the Cardinals. I don't think but he's they whipped back. it all over the yard. He looked healthy. I don't think he's back. You know who is back? Jamar Chase. He's always effing open. Well, he's yes, he is. But yeah, if, but if Joe Burrow's not back, it doesn't matter if he's effing open. I. I think this is the beginning of the ascent. And grab the Bengals right now. They're two and a half at home against the Seahawks. Your guy, Gino. You love the Seahawks. I do. How much respect should we give the Browns? They're at home getting five against the Niners, who just whipped the Cowboys. Yardage count was whatever it was, 450 to 197. Dak looked like hell. I think Purdy's going to throw 27 touchdowns with no interceptions. Would you lay five on the road with the Niners against the Browns? Yes. Wow, that was a really square reaction. Okay, that's good. You were like, you're like processing. You're like, that's all I have to lay? Exactly. We're, I think we're giving the Browns too much respect. Deshaun Watson, I do not believe, uh, again, did not throw at practice. So there might be something more serious here. If it's DTR. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hometown hero. Chill out. Home state hero for the people in Reno listening right now. You don't have to. You don't have to dif, uh, dislike uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson because he's from Vegas. He played at UCLA. He's not the enemy. I always worry about that. I mean, if he was such a hometown hero, why didn't he stay here? Yeah, I'll let's, go there. Let's, let's take it. <laughs> I, I want everyone at I want everyone in Vegas to stay and play at at UNLV, but they're not quite there yet. Could have been with a little help. But no, laying five, that's easy. I don't see how all the money isn't on the 49ers by the end of the week. Um, Well, right now, by this count, it's probably a small amount of money that's in. 90% of the cash and 75% of the tickets are on the Niners. Laying five. Um, You sent over a note about C.J. Stroud. Now, they're playing better than we expected them. They didn't win yesterday. The Saints are coming off a 34-0 win against the Patriots. What does it say to you that the Saints are just one-point favorites against the Texans on the road? Or do they have the wrong team favored? No, the right team's favored. I do think that you have to account for a little bit, as I'll say, Derek Carr's experience. I do think that he's healing a little bit from that AC joint injury. And the Saints' defense may be able – I'm not saying Mac Jones is the man, but the way they were able to give the Patriots problems – a young quarterback, maybe that defense does give him problems as well. Anthony Richardson is probably down for a while. 
AC joint, grade three, whatever that is. What do we expect from the Colts? I think I actually think they're giving the Colts a little too much respect here. I think there's going to be a little uh, air let out of the energy for the Colts. Minshew Mania goes back in there. They're at the Jags. Jags feeling good about themselves after winning on the road. Kind of home for them, London. They're laying four. Jags are four against the Colts. That sounds about right, actually. Okay, that was a big lead. That was a big lead up. The books got it right. Yeah, they got it. Sometimes they get it right. Okay, because I do think that the Colts are not a better team, but a, in more of a winning position with Minshew as a starting quarterback. But I still don't see them beating the Jags. Eagles, Jets. That's Ooh, a good game. That's a fun one. Try the brotherly shove against the Jets front. Let's go. Trying to get fired up. Six and a half. The Eagles are favored. Oh, you want to know something? Please, we're doing a radio. Show. I want to take. I want to take the. I want to take the Jets here. I want to do it so bad. But no, they would. They they can. The Eagles can easily win by a touchdown. Hmm. But for you got me. Oh, maybe they could be the team that stops the brotherly shove for half a second there, Steve. Huh? Zach Wilson. I mean, Caleb said it last week. Your boy BT said it earlier today. A lot of people are thinking that this could be the Jets' playoff push here. I saw you sent me whatever Brandon Tierney said on WFAN. We'll we'll hit it tomorrow. I don't have the tolerance for it today. I was I thought about him throughout the game as the Jets were on the verge of blowing it 15 times because of Zach Wilson's immaturity. And I don't want to keep killing him. I'm just telling everybody you're grading him on a different scale. So like anything positive from Zach Wilson is oh man, look at the signs. Um, did you watch any college football this weekend? Did you watch USC late into the night against Arizona? In what was one of the best endings ever, yeah. It was pretty crazy. Um, but reality is that this kid, Fafita, is that how you say his name? The poly Kyler Murray, he's 5'11", and he looks like he's running 200 miles an hour because he's so small and his, his legs are short. He looked awesome. I think Arizona's got a bright future. How bright are we talking? Uh, in the Big 12? A top four team, top five team every year. Conference championships at some point. Yeah, they're going to the Big 12. How about this? Ooh, this would be a good bet. This could be another two-year bet. I have to think about this, though. I will make the offer over a two-year bet that Arizona will win more games than Colorado the next two years. Not this season, the next two years. I think a lot of people would take me on that bet on the Colorado side. You know I would. Yes. You said you need to think about it. I have to get through through these next eight rounds of taquitos before we put another bet on the line. Oh, well, yeah. What what if I just become the guy that's not afraid to make any bet because I know I won't pay it off? Or you know I might not be around. (laughs) I'd be like, look at him. He's going to keel over. (laughs) (laughs) We have bets that go 10 years. Like, I'm never going to have to pay this with him. Yeah, keep eating the taquitos and the chicken, the buffalo chicken rollers and the big gulp tubs. Uh, and you did see that uh, UNLV is now nine and a half against Nevada. I'd I, lay it. I have a feeling that this is going to be a really rough and tumble game. Seneca McKee at UNLV's media access today said last year he. I love the word. It's a good word for a young person to know. He said there was a lot of chippiness last year. Which is a nice way to say there was a lot of dirty play. 
I'd lay it up to 12 and a half. Ooh. Yeah. You heard me. Wow. All right. Well, I am not your friend this week, Reno. We'll get, uh, Shannon Kelly will be in town here. Our Nevada Pack insider, so we'll see. She might flip out. She might hang up. Or she might take the bet. You might be paying off taquitos in <laughs> Reno. You might have to uh, buy her wings at the Lucky Beaver. That is, I, I cannot wait to look forward to this. Yes, you are going this weekend, right? Yes. Wow, well, you look okay. All right. Well, you know what? That's that's good news for uh, Caleb Herring because he was looking a little light on uh, companions to go out to eat. So I'll have to tell him that. Because uh, truth is, the uh, UNLV admin, I tried to pitch it to them today, and because Caleb was so mean to them a few weeks ago, they were like, "Nope, he's not getting the invite." <laughs>